this month I still haven't heard back about my PhD, but I have been playing a lot of Splatoon 3 and Xenoblade Chronicles 3, so let's talk about that instead. For some reason, every single time I start my podcast, like just before, my mouth gets really dry. And it doesn't seem to matter like how much I've actually been drinking throughout the day, like how hydrated I am. My mouth always goes just incredibly dry before I start my podcast. The issue with that is that it literally just sounds bad. I end up like clicking through words and stuff, and it's because my mouth is dry. But there doesn't seem to be anything I can do about that, and I don't really get why. It's really annoying. Before I get into what I've actually been doing, there was the Sony and Nintendo showcase things this week, last week. I thought they were both really good. I'm always like a bit confused by them. People always seem upset no matter what happens during them. I have never really understood why. I think I've talked about this before, but they're shows for games and games get announced. What is there to be upset about? Like, okay, not always it's games you particularly are interested in, but it's always exactly what it's supposed to be. This isn't to say that, like, they can't be boring or whatever. Sometimes they're poorly paced and not very interesting. Like, I get that. But it's always, like, the weird complaints about, like, oh, the game I wanted didn't get announced. And it's like, okay, and, like, what do you expect from me? Am I supposed to care about that? Because I really don't. Like, games I want didn't get announced either. But other games did get announced, and I think they're cool. And other people think they're cool. It's just not always going to be someone for you. Which, like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just how it works. There were a hell of a lot of farming sims, though. I like farming sims. But there were a hell of a lot of farming sims. Like, everything looked good, but there was, like... I don't think there was anything that particularly stood out to me. Like, obviously there was Zelda, but... Like, I'm gonna get that either way. And I didn't particularly like the last one, so there's no guarantee I'll even like this one, but I'm gonna get it either way. The name's fine. Oh, actually, that's one thing. I think it's really fucking stupid that they didn't livestream it here. Like, it's just dumb. Like, they are aware how the internet works, aren't they? Where I could just watch the livestream from a different country. Like, the American livestream is still in English. I can still just watch that. It's just kind of pointless. Besides that, though, I enjoyed both of them. I thought they were both really good. There was other stuff at the same time, I guess because it's like TGS at the moment, but I've not really paid much attention to anything else. I've seen like bits here and there, but it's weird. Not having E3 this year has kind of put me off all of this. Like I've still not caught up on all the other game shows and stuff. Like the ones I said I was going to watch months ago. I still just haven't. And it's not even like I don't care. I just never get the urge to actually sit down and watch them. What I have been sitting down and doing, though, is playing a lot of Splatoon 3. I really like playing Splatoon 3, but I'm also really bad at it, so it doesn't always go great for me. I think I lost my first 10 matches in a row. Eventually I got to the point where I was 13 losses and 3 wins. I think I win about half the matches I play now. It's just that I tend to lose a lot in a row, and then win a couple in a row, and then lose a lot in a row. I'm also, like, not... A fan of the single player stuff and I'm also not a huge fan of Salmon Run either so I do tend to spend most of my time in this one mode which I'm also really bad at. I didn't play the single player for one at all and I did play the single player for two but I didn't do the expansion for it so I'm not like hugely invested in the story stuff at all anyway and I also just don't really like the single player stuff. 
for one of the things is like I end up finding like a weapon I like and using that a lot. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like the single player as much is that it kind of forces you to use a different weapon all the time based on what it thinks is best for the situation, I suppose. It's like, yeah, that's great, but I'd actually rather just use the jewelries all the time. They've been my favourite weapon since they were introduced, and they're my favourite weapon in this as well. I do still wish it would actually let me change your loadout. I have actually swapped to different jewelries now. I was using some jewelries for a while where it had the Booyah Bomb, which I kind of like. But, I don't know what it's called, like your secondary weapon thing was like... I can't remember what it was called. I'm, I'm not like super big into Splatoon, I just kind of like playing. It was like a paint sprayer, but it just sprayed in a horizontal line across the floor in one place. And I was like, oh, like I never found it all that useful. Like honestly, I don't find any of the sub-weapons all that useful, except for the the actual bombs. and the, I think there's a triple bomb one as well, isn't there? Those are really good. And my favourite, I don't know, it's an ultimate, isn't it? But my favourite ultimate is the one which was lots of bombs. Where you just throw bombs constantly. That one's really good. But it doesn't let you just choose the ones you want. You have to go with whatever loadout they've pre-built. Which is always just kind of annoying. But part of me understands why they do it. But I also don't like it. Because it just constantly means I can't actually play the way I want to play. I have to play the best with whatever I'm given. So I'll keep just playing a couple of matches a day. But I don't know how long my interest is going to be held by it. I mean, I kind of like it. First... Splatfest is on at the moment, or going to be on, like I don't really pay attention to the dates. I had to choose my team, and I chose Big Man, because he's a big ray, and that's cool. Like, I think if I was judging it based on the actual stuff, I would probably actually have taken tools with me, but he's a big ray, so I'm going to choose the big ray. Like, I don't really actually think there's much choice there. I do find it kind of weird, just while we're talking about the jewelries, I find it kind of weird how often in games I end up going with dual-wielding options. And it's not all games, and it's not a conscious decision at all. But in a lot of games where I have dual options, I end up enjoying that the most and sticking with that. Like, I did it in this, and I obviously do it in Monster Hunter. But even in Overwatch, I chose Tracer, and she's got two guns. What little I played of Dauntless was the chain... What are they called? Chain blades or something? It's two weapons, and it's dual-wielding again. I just like dual-wielding. Dual wielding and movement mechanics are like my two things that I base a lot of my decisions around. That's actually why I bought Overwatch. I spoke about this, I'm like, I think I've spoken about this. Maybe I've not. I'm hardly a fan of Overwatch, and I've also not played it, I think, in about five years. But I bought Overwatch just because I really enjoyed playing Tracer in the beta. And then the only character I played was Tracer. I think I've got about 300 matches, and about 290 of those are with Tracer. I just like her movement mechanics. I seem to choose games based on movement mechanics a lot. It's also one of the reasons why I like Neon White. Another game I've been playing a lot of, but not anymore, is Xenoblade Chronicles 3, because I finally finished it last night. It took me 118 hours in the end, and I did everything except for the super bosses. I know other people who've spent even longer in it, and I'm not totally sure why. Maybe they're just playing on the hardest difficulty or something. That would kind of make sense. It took me, like I say, about 118, 120 hours. It was 117 something. And I did, like, almost everything. I didn't do the super bosses, like I said, but there is that new hero coming out soon, and I've already paid for the expansion pass because I know I'm going to buy it at some point anyway. So when she comes out, I might do those then. I also think she looks utterly fucking hideous. Like, 
it's a skeleton, but with a human face. And it, it looks hideous. My wife thinks it looks fine. But I think it's disgusting. Like, if it was just a skeleton, I'd be fine. And if it was a human, it'd be fine, obviously. But it's the fact that, like, you can see all the vertebrae and everything. And then it's just a normal head on top. I think it's awful. <laughs> like, I'm actually not excited for this character to come out because of how bad I think they look. It's not really a complaint I've seen other people make, so maybe I'm just, like, the odd one out here. But I think it's fucking disgusting. And not in a sort of, like, I'm not, like, creeped out by it. I just think it looks bad. I just think it looks really fucking bad. Anyway, as for the actual game. It took me a while to get into it. It wasn't until I actually became Ouroboros and the story I actually started going that I actually wanted to play it. Like, up until that point, I was kind of forcing myself to play it. Mostly because I felt bad for... I felt kind of bad for buying it because of how disinterested I was right at the start. And I was like, well, I'm surely going to get into it. And I've played all the others, so I want to do it. So I like forced myself to get to it. And then by the time I got to that point, I was like, yeah, okay. And then I was into it. I will say, though, that I don't know for sure where it ranks. It's definitely not my favourite. My favourite one continues to be X, which I know lots of people disagree with me on, but I also don't care. (laughs) I think that game's great. I also love the music in it, despite how bad it is. The Noctilum Day theme is just one of my favourite pieces of game music, without doubt. I'm not big on video game music, it's not to say it's bad, it's just like, I know people who listen to soundtracks and stuff, and I'm not that sort of person. But that one song especially is like one of my favourite songs in all of video games, and is one of the few that I will actually listen to quite regularly. I bring it up a lot. I do also think that Hiroyuki Sawano is like my favourite composer overall, like, I enjoy just about anything that they do music to, generally because of the music, like I listen to El No Zero is fine, but the music's fucking great. I feel that way about a lot of their music. Yeah, no, I totally forgot why I was talking about music then. <laughs> so, I don't know where it ranks. I know X is still my favourite. I think it's probably third. Probably like my third favourite. I can't rank everything completely because I've not I've still not done the Torna DLC. It is now the only piece of Xenoblade stuff that I haven't done. So I really need to. But I just... I can't remember if I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2 just after it came out or not. feel like I did. But I also feel like I didn't, and that's why I didn't play Torna. Either way, I I didn't play Torna. Honestly, I, I own it. I just never got around to playing it. And now, the only time I ever think about playing it is when the new Xenoblade's about to come out. Like, I finished 2, then didn't play it, and then... They announced that they were doing the remake for Xenoblade Chronicles. And I was like, oh, I should do Torna. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to burn myself out on Xenoblade stuff just before Xenoblade comes out again. And then so I didn't do it. And then played a load of Xenoblade, so I wasn't in the mood. And then they announced Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and I was like, oh, I should do Torna. And then I was like, well, I don't want to burn myself out before a Xenoblade comes out. I will say that 3 is definitely better than Future Connected. Future Connected is fine, but I'm not into it. It was just kind of boring. Also, I really hate the Nopon, except in 3. So the fact that Future Connected is like all about the Nopon really put me off. <laughs> like, I just, I thought it was fine. But it, it feels like cut content, which apparently it was. It's totally okay. But I don't think anyone would miss out at all by not playing that. I like 1 and 2 probably about the same. But 
that kind of also means that I'm not sure where I'd put three. Because putting three second from the bottom sounds bad. But at the same time, there's only like five things to talk about, so someone's got to be down there. I'll probably make an actual decision after I've done Torna, which I would like to do soon. Just going back to music real quickly. The music in... It's, it's kind of spoilers, what I'm going to say, but I won't make it like a big point of it. I'm not going to explain context or anything. But the music in The City reminds me so much of the music from like Near Automata. I don't know why, but it's really put me in the mood to actually go back and play Automata now. So maybe I will. But yeah, so like this is actually the game which finally made me stop hating the knock on. I think if I went back to the old games, I would hate them again. But I just didn't find them annoying in this game. I think the fact that like they're with you, but not whiny dicks the entire time <laughs> stops me hating them. Like, every time you spend time with a fucking knock-on in any of the games, they're just being dicks. And I really don't like them. I'm, like, I'll get, like, actively angry at the knock-on. And it's especially because, like, they're clearly designed to be adorable. But they have the most annoying personalities. And then in this game, they just don't. They're all pretty nice. There's a couple of ones that are a bit weird. But in this case, there's a few that are a bit weird. But overall, the knock-on are really nice. Versus in the other games, where... Overall, the knock-on are really fucking weird, and then every couple of them will be kind of nice. I don't have a problem with them for once. There was like a couple that I thought were dicks. Th there is one. It's kind of spoilers. Pooly Pooly, I think is his name. I would kick him off a cliff. But that is the only knock-on I would say that about in this game. And that's like a big step up from any of the other games. Like I distinctly remember there being some in X, where it says side quest... They're stranded in the middle of a lake and you have to like take food to them or some shit. It's like, why do you not just fucking walk away? Like, there's nothing wrong with them. They just refuse to leave where they are and make you go get food for them. And he just annoyed me. There are times when like human characters do that. And for some reason, it doesn't bother me anywhere near as much. But the fact that it was just a group of Nopper that do it. I think it's like, they always seem so entitled. The Nopper and I are always like, oh, well, you have to help us. And it's like, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> anyway, enough of my on hate for now. I was like way more invested in Lands and Senna than in Noah and Mio. Noah and Mio are fine, but they're kind of plain. Which I guess they kind of have to be. They kind of did that on purpose because they're like the main characters, but also like Noah's kind of supposed to be a bit of the self-insert. Whereas Lands and Senna have like more personality and like just generally more interesting. <laughs> I just like those characters way more. Tyle and Uni are like kind of bland. And I mean like, as a pair. Uni's obviously great. Uni's probably one of the best characters, if not just the best character. But, at the same time, them as a pair, I didn't really get. There's like two or three cutscenes where they have a conversation where I'm like, oh yeah, I can see something here. But every conversation between Lanz and Senna, you can see stuff, and every conversation between Noah and Mio, you can see stuff. Whereas it's only like a couple of times that Tyon and Uni seem to have any emotional connection. And it's, it's a bit of a shame. I also don't like that they were paired up the way that they were. Just because. What I mean is, like, in terms of, like, mechanics. It's the fact that, like, Noah is a DPS, and Mio is a tank. And then Lanz is a tank, and Senna's a DPS. And then they pair up the two healers. And it feels more like they've paired the others up intentionally, and then the other two just get thrown together. I don't really know what they could have done about that. But then again, the classes aren't actually all that important. That is one thing that does bother me as well. Just while I'm talking about classes. You can choose your classes throughout the game, and in the vast majority of the cutscenes, that'll be reflected. Except in a couple. And it really annoys me. 
because I don't understand why it lets you choose if it's not all the time. I literally understand. Except for the fact that, like, the, like, pre-rendered stuff is more... Like, usually it looks better. Or it's, like, a technically demanding scene or something. But that didn't seem to be true. Like, there was no clear distinction between the times when it was, like, actually in-engine and it being pre-rendered cutscene. And I just didn't understand it. Because, like, the outfits are so vastly different, but I feel like I'm not explaining this very well. There are times when you go from a in-game cutscene to a pre-rendered cutscene, like, in the same period. So there'll be, like, no gameplay in between. It'll just, it'll go into an in-game cutscene and you'll be wearing the correct outfit. And then during the cutscene, it will switch from being in-game to pre-rendered. And when it switches to pre-rendered, you're wearing the default outfits. And it's just weird. Like, it's kind of jarring. It's not, like, a huge deal. But it's just, it's a bit annoying. I kind of wish that in all of the cutscenes, they just put you in the default outfit no matter what. Because it's not like they couldn't do that. Even more so. And again, this is, it's not really spoilers. It's a little bit spoilers. There comes a point in the game where Mio gets long hair. And you can choose whether to keep it or get rid of it. I chose to keep it. For the entire rest of the game, that is reflected in the cutscenes, except for the final cutscene in the game where she is given a short hair no matter what. And I don't understand why. The entire rest of the game you get to choose. And it gets reflected in all of the cutscenes, even the pre-rendered ones, like I was talking about a second ago. Even in the pre-rendered ones, she has long hair. And then in the final cutscene for the game, she has short hair again. I just don't, I don't understand why. It's just weird. It's the sort of like tiny things like that. Which, like, when you're talking about it, it sounds like nothing. But when you're watching it, you're just like, oh, this is a bit odd. Like, this just isn't quite right. Besides that, though, I really enjoyed the game. Like, I realised before I was talking about how, like, it might be my least favourite. But it's kind of like the Dark Souls thing. Dark Souls 2 is my least favourite Dark Souls. And is an 8 out of 10. <laughs> like, it's that sort of thing. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is great. But it's probably my least favourite Xenoblade Chronicles game. It just didn't quite grab me as much. I also found it a bit more predictable than the others. I couldn't like guess everything that was happening. But at the same time, there were a lot of times when I'm like, is it this? And then it turned out to be the thing I was guessing. If you've played 1 and 2, you get to the end of that and it's like, what the fuck just happened? Where did this come from? And in this game, it, it isn't. In this game, you're sometimes a little bit confused. It's very early on in the game when you get shown a theatre. And you're like, why the fuck is there a theatre here? But it's more like there are very specific things that are a bit confusing. And then they either drop enough information throughout where you can just guess. Or it gets just outright resolved well before the end. And maybe that's better storytelling in that they're not dropping massively confusing bits of information on you right at the end. But that's kind of what I want from a Xenoblade game. I want to be playing a relatively normal game up until like chapter 16 and then chapter 17 starts and it goes oh by the way nothing's real you know what i mean like i want that bit at the end where every single thing i think is true gets destroyed and in this game that doesn't happen in this game it is actually quite clearly laid out from you quite early on there's like one cutscene which is supposed to be this is what really happened and it my reaction to it was not oh wow that's really surprising it was Oh yeah, okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like, I was not blown away by it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It's not like it was bad. Like, I'm hardly saying this is a bad game. It's a very good game. I very much enjoyed my time with it. Like, I liked the story. But at the same time, I didn't quite get what I was looking for. So, in terms of the channel then. Omno has just finished. 
sorry that was a bit weird. It wasn't intentional. To explain my thought process, I did the episode. After that, I was like, I will do more of this, and I will do one zone per episode. The first episode was like 25 minutes long, which is about normal. The second one was like 20, and that's about normal. And then they just kept getting progressively shorter and shorter until one of them took me literally five minutes. And I was like, oh. But by that point, I'd already like done everything as one. So I don't want to change how I'm recording the entire like series. Especially because like I try and plan out how long a series are going to take me. So I wanted this one to be 10 episodes because that would take me up to exactly when it did. I prefer to end at the end of a week. I don't like it when I've got an LP that ends earlier in a week because that always just feels a bit off. So I knew if I could get 10 episodes, that would end exactly when it should have. So I think it was like episode episode 7 or episode 8 is like the shortest one. And honestly, it just feels kind of bad. Like, I don't like that. But at the same time, I didn't want to like package it in with something else and then like ruin my plan and i think the last episode's the worst for it in that there is like maybe five minutes of gameplay if i had known that episode nine was going to end where it did i would have cut episode nine earlier there's a bit in episode nine where i take a flight and land somewhere and i thought it was literally just going to be get to the top of the tower and it takes you to a new zone and it turns out it was get to the top of the tower and get to the end of the game and I didn't realise that. So I got to the top of the tower, which took way longer than it should have. There's a bit in that where I do the same thing over and over again for about three or four minutes. I can promise you, I did nothing different. Basically, you're like floating over a chasm, essentially. I did nothing different any time. And yet, one time it worked, and the nine times prior, it didn't. This isn't a matter of, like, I was touching the controller. I was basically holding a single button on the controller. And it worked once and failed every other time. And it then happened again, like, two sections back to back where it required the same thing of me. I have no understanding what the game wanted from me there. I don't feel like I did anything wrong. I did exactly what the game had taught me to do. And yet it just didn't work consistently. But anyway, that's kind of beside the point. I expected that to get me to a new zone and it turns out it didn't. I would have cut it differently if I'd known that, but by that point the flow didn't feel right so I just ended up having to leave it as it was. So episode 10 is the worst because it's literally about 30 seconds to a minute of gameplay and the rest of it is credits. <laughs> it's not great. I feel kind of bad about that, but there wasn't really much I could do. This also means I need to do a new LP. I have no idea what. I'm kind of tempted to do a Yakuza game. Usually I do one a year, don't I? I say usually, it's happened twice, that was my plan. But, they've announced that Ishin's getting a remake next year, so I'm going to want to do that on release probably. If I want to do that on release, that means that would come out probably during my Kiwami 2 LP, so maybe I could do my Kiwami 2 LP just this year, like as well, and that would be okay. But part of me also doesn't, because that like messes with my plan. Like, I don't know, but I've got like a week to choose. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is going to carry on. I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm just not really enjoying it anymore. Like, it feels bad. Like, I still like the game, but there comes a time in the Monster Hunter games where it goes from dying three times, meaning to restart the fight, to making three mistakes, means you restart the fight. And I realise at first that sounds the same, but it's very much not. If I die 90% of the time, that is my fault. Like, I made a bad decision somewhere. 
And, like, if we're going to get real technical, like, yes, that's always still true, but it gets to a point, specifically with, like, where I'm up to right now, which you won't see until, like, late next month at this point. But it gets to the point. It's the MR20 hunt for anyone who knows. Well, actually, it was the one before that as well, but I didn't have as much issue with it. It goes from, if I take damage, I'd leave and heal and come back. If I leave and don't heal and come back and die, that is literally just my fault. I made the wrong decision there. It goes from being like that to being, I will take a single hit and that will knock me down or like knock me to a place and I then can't respond in time to do anything and I will just die. There's quite a few things where from full health now, two hits is enough to kill you, but the monsters all have strings which go too quickly to respond to if you get hit in the wrong place of it. So like I say, it goes from being three deaths to three mistakes. If I make a mistake three times during a hunt, that's the hunt over. And especially in a hunt that's like half an hour long, that's just annoying. I very much do not enjoy this. This happens consistently. It happened in World as well. That was one of the reasons why I didn't do tempered ones that much. I also just didn't really find them interesting. I don't find it interesting fighting a monster just with more health. It's the same monster, but with more health. And it does more damage. And that's it. Sometimes they'll add new attacks in. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But it's really the whole more health and more damage thing that I just don't find interesting. Like, oh yeah, great, the hunt just takes longer now. That's not interesting. Making the hunt more challenging should be stuff like adding new attacks in. Like new stuff versus just lengthening the old stuff. Lengthening the old stuff isn't interesting and puts more... There's like a term for it. It's like more load on the player to not fuck up. And that's kind of my thing, like, I like things that are quick. <laughs> like, I like quick hunts. There's nothing wrong with, like, a long hunt, but the longer a hunt goes, the more chances you have to make mistakes. And when it gets to this point in the game, the mistakes are punished so heavily, I don't know, does it de-incentivize taking risk, or does it just make me not want to play? It just stops me enjoying it as much. Because I don't even feel like I'm particularly risky, like, I actually heal a lot. But I think that's the kind of thing, like, I go in, do damage, and then get hit, and then run away and heal, and then come back and do damage. I don't have a particularly defensive playstyle. It's just that I make sure to heal a lot. And that's kind of the issue I've got, is that, like, there are way fewer opportunities to heal now. Anyway, it's going to carry on. And I've done the hunt I'm complaining about anyway. It's more a matter of, I know that's going to keep happening. It's why I don't tend to do the event hunts. I'll actually say one thing. I did try and do some event hunts and just deleted the recordings because I just died and I wasn't enjoying even trying. And I just care about this less. I actually did try this hunt I'm complaining about multiple times. I just deleted the videos because I died in them. And it's just not interesting. Nothing particularly interesting happens. There's no conversations before or conversations after which like are actually story relevant. There's nothing new to it. It is just, I go in and die. And it's like, well, there's no point making that a video. I will say, up until... The end of the base game, I didn't do that at all. And I think even now, that's only true of two videos. I think there's only... No, not even that. I think this is the only story-based monster where I have died in a hunt and not put a video out for it. There are a couple of, like, event hunts, like the Crimson Valstrex. I died to that a few times while recording and just deleted the video. There's also one of the challenges I did and deleted the video for that because I just died and I just... I died. 
but it was more I died and then decided that I did not care enough to ever try again and didn't want to put out a video of me trying a thing and then never finishing it. So yeah, there's very, very few times that I've ever done that. But especially when it's like fighting a monster you've seen me fight before and nothing interesting happens either side of it, there is no point in me keeping that. So I just deleted it and start again. So I've done that anyway now. Like it's going to continue. It's just maybe there'll be... Well, I was going to say there'll be gaps between episodes, but you won't even see them because I'm already talking like two fucking months ahead anyway. I'm thinking about starting another new channel, which sounds like more of a deal than it actually is. I think what I'm going to do is start a new channel and just put all the sentences on there and put them up as shorts. Just because, right, so I have my TikTok, which I don't talk about a lot. I have a TikTok where I post all my sentences in a different format. And for one thing, that just does a bit better anyway. But for another... I think they just look better. Like, the video just flows better, and they're also shorter, because, like, I trim it and condense stuff. So, like, instead of having the intro and then the outro, there is no intro or outro. There's information split into, like, two sections. You can just go and fucking look at my TikTok. It's split so that there's, like, the title of the game, my channel name, and, like, gameplay in the center, and then it fades from that to what platforms it's on, and it fades from that to the score and my patron thanks. It's a lot cleaner. Like, it looks better. There's something to be said for the normal sentences that I kind of like doing them, except for the... There is no difference in content, and the flow is better. So yeah, I'm thinking about making a new channel just for sentences, and I'll just do all of my sentences in that style, and they'll all go there. If I do do that, I don't want my main channel to just be this podcast, which would then require me to actually start making fucking videos again. And I don't know. I want to. Like, basically, I just, like, psych myself out of making videos all the time. I say literally every month. It's not like I'm doing anything else. I might as well do it. But, like, for right now, the only thing I've got thinking of doing is, like, a tier list. And I'm just kind of reticent to do tier lists. But, like I say, I'm not doing fucking anything else. So, I don't know. I feel like it makes sense to do this. But also, like, especially if I do do my PhD, maybe I'll have less time. But... Right now I don't know if I'm doing that, because I still not fucking heard back anything. I heard back after six weeks, and the email said, thanks for applying, we'll let you know, and I've not heard anything back again. And they're supposed to start soon, so, like, I ain't got a fucking clue. But I need to make some decisions, which is the same thing I say every month. Special thanks to all of my patrons. You can join them over at patreon.com slash holdinggatsby and for one dollar a month you'll get to see what I'm working on early and get exclusive roles in my Discord along with other rewards I might think of. You can also just follow me there if you want to for free as it's probably the best place to see all of my content as soon as it's available. There's links to the Patreon along with my Discord, Twitter, Twitch and all the other podcast platforms in the description for this episode. Finally, don't forget you can email me using podcastby at gmail.com if you've got anything you want to say. Thanks for sticking around. Bye. Special thanks to my patrons, Justin Wood, Hobbs, Coopy Vegeta, and Gunrunner. 